It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Wednesday. Welcome in, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio on this hump day, Wednesday, November 30th. Oh, there it is. Kristen Pulisic, go! Okay, I can't go that long. Tony Burke joins me in studio. Hello, Tony. Did you watch yesterday? No. Oh, my gosh. I'm not a soccer fan either. John, I have things I have to do. I was on the move yesterday. I'm not a soccer fan either, but I tell you this. I've watched three complete soccer games in the last, well, however long the USA has been playing in the World Cup. Do you hate America, Tony? <laughs> no, Scooter. I actually uh, Scooter Dingus. I, I was in. I was in the gym. I had some shopping to do for uh, to grocery, and then I had to do some prep for. There our, is no. I excuse. had to go to a basketball game. There I had is to prep no for that, excuse for missing the World Cup. Three different games. USA one nothing over Iran. Eminem Cartage hotline is open five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. You'd like to join in on the conversation three eight four fourteen fifty. Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, you can get your uh, free breakfast at Thornton's right now. Get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito, any fountain drink, tea, fizz, freeze, 20-ounce bottled soda. When you become a new Refreshing Rewards member, simply download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards, and earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. They call it, what do they call it, Scooter? A nut shot? Oh. Christian Pulisic took one to the family jewels yesterday. He is an American hero, in my opinion, for that. Is that what happened, though? Everyone keeps saying that, but I'm not convinced that's what happened. I've seen still photos now. Nobody that's, rubbed it. I that's saw it. exactly what happened. How do you end up with a, what they a call it, a pelvic, hip, hip, a pelvic contusion? Pelvic contusion, which is right above, basically his his uh, boys got kicked up into the cavity there. That is not good. And that's why he was in the hospital. You got to, as um, I've heard about this, I've never done it myself, you got to massage them back down to where they're supposed to be. And the trainers weren't doing it. The trainers were not going to do it. Uh, Christian, we need to take you to, to a um, Qatar hospital. He's a hero, right? Uh, it should have been 2 nothing. The offsides call on the second goal was iffy at best. But the United States World Cup men's national soccer team has advanced to the round of 16. And that's really all you're looking for. You've only scored two goals in three games, but here you are. You got the Netherlands Saturday, 10 o'clock in the morning, Eastern time. Uh, You got to beat, you know, those Dutch, they're filthy people. You just got to beat them. Is that mean spirited? I I don't even know anymore. But Pulisic, to his credit, tweeted out a picture of himself in a hospital bed with a mask uh, pulled down. Saying, "Hey boys, way to go! I will be there on Saturday, ready to go." So, so it's not—it's not like a high ankle sprain where they show it the is, picture. It is not a high ankle. It's a really high ankle sprain. Oh, it hurt to watch when I saw the replay. I thought it was in the stomach area. I did. I thought, okay, he took a knee to the stomach, but the still photographs, and and he's—we have all, as grown adults, been in that pain. Now, maybe not to that degree, 
But you've always, at some point, you got hit, hit in the nether regions, and we certainly, as men at least, respect what he did yesterday because he went in there uh, with a reckless abandon to get that goal that the U.S. needed. I was, uh, look, I'm, I say this all the time, never, not a soccer fan. I told Scooter yesterday I've never been to a loose city game. I had knots in my stomach in the last 10 minutes of that game, last 15 minutes. Just on the edge of my seat, why are we playing defense? They're going to score. We're going to foul somebody in the box. I know that's soccer and that's the plan. But when you have to win that game yesterday, because a draw did the United States no good at all, If you when you have to win, it is mind-numbing to me that you're not still attacking with you know, 20 minutes to go in the in regular time, as they call it. Did Iran play keep away most of the game, or did they? Uh, try I thought to they would. I thought they would, but the U.S. had a number of chances in the first half. I was surprised because Iran knew they only needed a draw. So you put your ten best defensive players in there, and you say you're not getting anywhere near this goal. Uh, they didn't really do that, uh, which surprised me. So advantage U.S. You win. You move on Saturday, ten o'clock. Uh, the furthest I think the men's team has gone is the quarterfinals in 2002. That's 20 years ago. If they win Saturday, they will be in the quarterfinals. Uh, and there's no more of this uh, counting up points and goal differential because now you win or lose. There are no more draws. You go to extra time, then you go to penalty kicks. And penalty kicks are, are you know, like hockey shootouts. They're, the most ex- they're one of the most exciting things in sports. I think soccer should be just penalty kicks. Yeah, you play three hours and then you, then you stand out there and you kick it at the goal. Yeah, you play three and three yeah, hours and then you go, okay, you know what? We're going to decide this in the next ten minutes on penalty kicks. That it is what it is. The U.S. wins. Fun to watch. Christian Pulisic becomes an American hero, um, and hopefully his boys are okay. Yeah, Scooter, anything to add? Did you watch, by the way? Of course. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Because I, you're, I don't hate America. Because, because you're an American. I, I guarantee you bet on it. I promise I did. I, I got <laughs> I got USA plus 100, Tony. Are you joking me? I was listening to you what a, yesterday what talking a joke. about the spreads going down. Uh, I did. It was the third of my parlay there yesterday. I had Steelers and over the night before and threw the USA on there, and that's a, that's a nice little hit. So These two guys got a little bit of a it, problem. It, you know, red, white, and <laughs> blue is my favorite color, but green, that's right up there. No doubt about I'm it. I'm with you. All right, uh, Indiana basketball tonight. North Carolina comes to Bloomington. That's a great historical matchup. You got to love it. The Hoosiers are six and zero. North Carolina was ranked number one in the preseason. They've lost a couple of games out uh, in the Phil Knight Invitational. Eight fifteen pregame tonight here on the Big X with Don Fisher on the call at nine fifteen. Uh, that is the projected tip time, of course. If any of these early Big Ten ACC games go over, I'm sure ESPN will slow the tip of that game down. But the projected tip is 9-15 tonight. So we'll talk more about that, uh, try to figure out who's going to win that game. I don't know where to start with the University of Louisville. I really don't. Because you keep saying the same thing over and over. It can't get any worse. And then it gets worse. I told Tony before we went on the air, I'm not going to say it can't get any worse anymore. That was unacceptable last night and now you've got fan base patient patient little less patient okay we got to do better and now they're starting to get mad Tony 
Yeah, John, uh, I was coaching last night. Didn't get an opportunity to go home and watch it. I've read about it. I've talked to you. Don't watch it. And um, 0-7. 0-7, 0-7 against the spread, uncompetitive in these last four games. Look, you lose to Bellarmine and App State and Wright State by a point apiece. Okay, there's bad luck involved there. L. Ellis makes a layup to beat App State. They review it, and it came after the buzzer. All right, that's just bad luck. But the last four, Arkansas, Texas Tech, Cincinnati, and now Maryland, they haven't competed. And that is, uh, if you're a Louisville fan, you, this is something you just haven't seen in, no. in the last 50 years. No, and it's um... – Gosh, you, you got to wonder. You know, half the fan base wanted Kenny Payne really bad. All right. And the other was other half get to that that didn't too. want to have Kenny Payne. And now, no matter what they're doing at practice, what they're trying to do to motivate, it's not working. I'm just looking at the stats here, John. Ellis had 15. The rest of the starting lineup had 21 points. Yeah. They had six assists. Yeah. I That's mean, awful. It's a whole lot of L. Ellis dribbling around for 20 to 25 seconds and then try to figure out what to do with the basketball. 79 to 54 was the final. Maryland led by as many as 33 points. Uh, Terp shot 50%. The card shot 34%. 38 33 was the rebounding edge for Maryland. 13 turnovers for Louisville to 11 for the Terps. Tony mentioned Ellis 15. The only Cardinal in double figures, Huntley Hatfield had eight points, eight rebounds. There is really nothing else Louisville-wise to talk about in this game. Kevin Willard, his return, I thought it was telling in the postgame. One of the first questions asked of Kevin Willard after his Maryland team beats Louisville was, how does Louisville turn this around? What do you think they need to do? And Kevin Willard, to his credit, said – I have no comment on that. That is not any of my business. Uh, when I think what he wanted to say was, well, that's what happens when you fire a Hall of Fame coach for no reason. Because remember, his dad, Ralph Willard, was Patino's right-hand man for a long, long time. Kevin Willard coached under uh, Rick Patino, and he do- he's not happy with the way it ended at Louisville. And I think, Tony, he was chopping at the bit to put it on the cards for that reason last night. Yeah, and I, I think – It was personal. I think it was, and Kevin Willard uh, didn't have a great year. Uh, Maryland did not have a great year last year. Well, they're in the same boat as Louisville. Yeah. Turgeon got fired in the middle of the season. Chris Mack left in the middle of the season. Uh, They had an interim coach, and then you, you, you start from scratch. Maryland goes out and gets some guys in the transfer portal. Louisville does not, and here we are. Maryland's 7-0, Louisville's on 7. Why do you think Louisville didn't go to transfer portal. I think they tried, but it was they it was they went, they went for, too they, late and they went, and too went big. for higher guys mm-hmm. than they needed to go for. Yeah, it's just uh and, and, they, and they they got a late start too. Yeah, I've always fair. and I've always thought Kevin Willard was a good coach, even at Seton Hall. He just you know it's hard yeah, to win at Seton Hall. Coach. I don't care what anybody says. But I, I just think right now the fan base it didn't help that Kentucky beat him in football the other day. It doesn't help. No. Um uh, but right now, I just don't know what Kenny Payne and Nolan Smith and Danny Manning and the other guy that coaches. I, I want to see practice. What can you do? What's going on in practice? Because they come out and it looks like there's no game plan, and that's that's the disturbing part here. Um, I got a lot of questions. Did Kenny Payne really want this job, or was he talked into taking this job? 
Because it, it doesn't appear to me that he wanted the job. It's, it's, I don't know how else to say it. You felt like he felt like he was obligated. I felt like Denny Crum got in his ear. I felt like some of his old teammates got in his ear. Some people at the university that he respected that had played there got in his ear. Maybe Daryl Griffith, guys like that. We need you. We need you. We need you. Come turn this around. It's a train wreck. Yeah. And I, I, I wonder if he is. I mean, it, common sense says you're saying why you go home to not, uh, every night after the game and go, why did I take this job? Well, I don't really think doesn't he, mean you don't want to see it through, right? But there's a there's a human nature that says, man, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah, and I, he knew it was going to be tough this year. He he, he well, knew he, knew he was wasn't going to have a great year, but he didn't expect this. He expected, you know, this was a rebuilding year. We're going to try to win some ball games, try to build up a culture here back at the University of Louisville that Chris Mack kind of just dropped the ball on. And now but you gotta it's, have talent. It's, it's just snowball. It's just snowball, John. you got to have talent. And there's a lot of people that say the talent's there. Sidney Curry was better last year. See, that's what I was going to say, Jalen Withers, at the end of the year, was better last year. Why, why are they, they worse now? They don't have any guards. They have big guys. If you have guys on the perimeter that can play and be – besides for L. Ellis. Her, Hersey Miller's threat. plus one, plus minus uh, in his career so far at Louisville. He's they have one. no guards. L. Ellis should be playing the off guard. He should. They should have got Absolutely. a point guard. If they had somebody to run the offense, use L. Ellis as an off guard, it would open it up for those bigger guys to get good looks. But when you don't have anything going and you're standing and one guy's dribbling the whole time, it's hard to get open. Mike James had a great first game this season. He played well against Bellarmine. He hasn't played well since. He's playing that off guard spot. You bring in Hersey Miller. He's one of your answers. You you bring in Zan Payne, who got in again when uh, I don't I don't want to say the game was in doubt because it was middle of the second half, but he got in earlier than the fans want. Uh, fans don't like it when the coach is uh, not doing well and he puts his son in at that point. They just it's a bad look, and especially when he did not even play at the University of Kentucky. And John Lands is a guy that scored Lanz, thirty. He, he yeah. scored thirty points a game in high school. I never saw him play in high school. Don't know who he was playing against. Assume a good players in Indiana, but non-factor. He's your other guy supposed to score, him and James, and those guys don't give you much at all, unfortunately. And now you have not only fan bases, but you have media members, uh, talk show people, calling for Kenny Payne's head. I'm not there yet. Look, Kenny Payne's going to be there through this entire season. That's the way it's going to be. If they're 3-27, and is he going to make it after that? I don't know. That's a hard sell to this fan base because this is – Football's kind of the same way here, Tony. You got to put rear ends in the seats. That's where you're going to make all your money. You get you got the seat seat contracts and then they buy the season tickets and I'm telling you there was nobody at that game last night and it wasn't a 9 p.m. weeknight game. It was a 7 p.m. game against a Big 10 opponent in an ACC Big 10 challenge and Students aren't showing up, and regular fans aren't showing up anymore because they're so frustrated. Uh, and if you're Josh Hurd, that is part of the equation. Like it or not, that's part of the equation. You might be the biggest Kenny Payne fan in the world, but if you're losing money because people aren't coming because Kenny Payne's your coach, what do you do when you're 3-27? and 27? It says 12,211 yeah, people were there uh, last night. That's tickets sold, I'm guessing. Because <laughs> What did you think was there? Uh, probably about eight, about 8,000. There's nobody, it's gonna get worse. there's nobody anymore in the, it's going to get worse. 
There's nobody anymore in the upper bowl. Who's going to show up this Sunday when the Miami Hurricanes come to town for a 1 o'clock start? Kentucky's playing Michigan on television. Heck, you can go down and watch Bellarmine play uh, Alice Lloyd at Freedom Hall and probably see a, be- a better brand of basketball. And you got NFL going on all day. Who's going to the Yum Center at 1 o'clock England's on Sunday afternoon? See, you didn't know I knew that. England? Yes. Same, same time as the Kentucky game. All right, yes, then. That's why I knew. Well, that's what are they going to do in London? Are they going to see Kentucky and Michigan, or are they going to stay mm. home and watch the World Cup? They're going to watch the World Cup. They're going to watch the World Cup. I don't know how many fans. Uh, that sounded like a good idea at the time. Somebody didn't do their homework. Well, nobody knew when yeah, what day right. England was going to be playing on the World Cup. Come on. So I got to do your homework. The question remains, who's going to the Yum Center at 1 o'clock? I, John look, Spears. No. I, I almost didn't go last night. It was between going down to 12th and Chestnut watching St. X basketball or going to the Yum Center. And I literally got off at 3rd Street and just said, which way am I going to go here? And uh, I, okay, I'm going to go a little game. I want, you know, maybe they turn it around. Maybe they play better. And for the first 15 minutes, I thought they played pretty hard, pretty well. Here's the problem. And I told Ed this last night. Even when they play well or play hard, they haven't played well at all, but when they play hard, which is all I'm looking for here is effort, if they, once they get down 10, all of a sudden it's over, Alice. It gets in their head and the one-on-one starts and we're not going to play defense and all that starts because they're now conditioned to this game's over. We're not coming back. And that's a bad spot to be in, Tony, when in your mind – you're thinking at the you know five minute mark of the first half we have no chance and you're only down ten. That's a bad sign. It's a real bad sign, John. And you said they have Miami, then they have Florida State who can't win a game. Leonard Hamilton can't win a game, and then they have another Kentucky school in Western. They could actually yeah. lose to Bellarmine, Kentucky, and Western in the same year. <laughs> Bellarmine was uh, well. We'll talk about Bellarmine and Kentucky. They were uh, on a road to being state champion last night there for for a little while, even though they have lost to Moorhead. Earlier, they uh, they were they were going to be in the discussion of being state champion last night in Lexington. We'll get to that. We'll get to the entire ACC Big Ten Challenge, and maybe we'll actually get to some NFL football news today. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. I'm Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears, Tony Burke in studio on this Wednesday. USA 1, Iran 0. I just can't, you know, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. And I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps. John's standing with a flag right now. Oh, my gosh. Uh you know what? Three weeks from now, I won't care. I won't care unless they win it all. I think the U.S. Scooter helped me with this seventy-five to one now to win the World Cup. Top. It should be higher than that. It's seventy-five to one. So France got beat today, right? You know, who's, did they? France. Well, was, they they were already advanced. They didn't need to win. Oh, I thought they got knocked out. Tunisia no. over France today. Yeah, you know, no, needs- France was already advanced after their second okay, game. Okay, so they were playing the uh, B team. Yeah. Okay. You didn't know who needs to call these USA, USA games. Al Michaels. Oh, 
Do you believe in <laughs> in nut shots? Yes. I'd rather have Gus Johnson. Uh, Make soccer interesting. All right, before I, Gus, I'm Gus Johnson now. I am too. It was it was quick. I am too. It took me a long time to be Dickie V out, and it took me a long time to be Lou Holtz out. Um, Bill Walton was quick. I know Tony's a big Bill Walton fan. Oh, I've turned the game on the other day. <sighs> the North Carolina game Awful. went, oh, no. Awful. Uh, but Gus Johnson, who I thought was great for a couple of years, great. I'm Gus Johnson now. He still is great. Even he's, if still, you're, he's too excited. It, yeah. yeah, he's too it, over It's the like top. he tries too hard right. to be that way now. Yes. Just call it, the game. It was spontaneous. When now, you were I think spontaneous, he was great. When it was new and fresh and you thought, man, this guy, he's pretty good. I'm gussed out. Right. Gussed out. I like I'm that. a grumpy old man. But we do have the the law of Gus in play where every game he calls seemingly is close. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's true. And I, what's he what's he on this week? Is he going to be on um, the Big Ten game? Or is he going to be the night before on Fox on the Pac-12 game? Maybe both. Maybe both. Maybe. Doubtful, but maybe. Uh, we will, by the way, get Tony's lock of the week. It's back to being lock That's of the week easy, after man. he had Southern Cal over Notre Dame last week. So eight and five now. So uh, after that long after that, road trip, it was a drought. <laughs> it was a drought. It was definitely was, a drought. If it was California, we'd be calling for water. That's how bad. Yeah, you're finding dead bodies around where I picked. Oh, it was not good. <laughs> last thing on Louisville, can they get any money back from the search firm? Remember the search firm. That, that dude that was the lead of that search firm was at the introductory press conference for Kenny Payne because I was there, and he got applause. He got a standing ovation from the fans who showed up. This is a search firm that went out and found the guy that UofL had already decided they were going to hire. I was thinking the same And the search firm got, I don't know, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars for I got a million hundred grand, heck, A million, whatever it was. Can we get a little bit of that back? Because first of all, you didn't do any searching. Everybody knew, everybody with a pulse knew that Kenny Payne was Louisville's choice for the job. Was is the search firm who we blame now? Is that is that why you get a search firm? Because when it goes bad, you can say, Well, we hired these guys. They were supposed to find the right guy. Look look what they did to us. I think me and you need to go in business as a search firm. I think it's a great job. I think it's got to be a great job. We'll make some phone calls. If I'm UAB, I'll go find Trent Dilfer, who's going to be the next coach of the UAB football Blazers out of uh, high school. He he did step down from his high school job yesterday. And he's he's worked with top 11 quarterbacks forever. That's what they're going to do, you know. But uh, if I'm a search firm, I'll go find you a coach. If if I don't have to guarantee you that it's going to work out and you're going to give me the money and I don't have to give it back when he's 0-7 to start the season, I'll be the, I'll be your search firm. I'm going to say, John, we could have done that well. I think you got to try to get some money back. It's a breach of contract here. You, you're supposed to get me a winner. All right, that's enough piling on here. Cards in Miami Sunday at the Yum Center, 1 o'clock. We'll see. To Rupp Arena last night. Tony, I know you watched this one. Uh, 21 all at halftime between Bellarmine and Kentucky. I, Big Blue Nations, you know, they're kind of frosty right now. 
they're not happy with their head coach. They don't think the they're playing. He's playing the right guys. They don't. They don't think they're running the right offense. Motivation. What's the offensive problem for Kentucky right now? They fixed it a little bit in the second half. But what's the offensive problem here? Well, is it ca- shooting? Is it is it scheme? What is it? I think it's more scheme, John, because I think what happens is he likes to play the pro set offense, the screen roll, whatever, and there's a lot of standing. Bellerman wears you out passing the ball. You don't have to pass it as much as Bellerman does, but you have to reverse the basketball. And they hold the ball, and they try to use their athletic ability. And what Bellerman did last night, which I thought was super, you can say anything you want about Bellerman's offense. They only had 21 points at halftime, but their defense was phenomenal because they decided that Kentucky was not going to drive and they were going to block out. And they did a phenomenal job, and Kentucky threw up shots. They threw them up from – then they missed them. They took bad shots. And then in the second half, Kentucky started running some offense where guys were moving on offense, and then Bellarmine couldn't guard them because of the athletic ability of Kentucky. But Cal's offense is prehistoric. He has yeah. got to move the basketball, get it to the other side, get Oscar post up. Oscar just stood there in the first half last night. He literally just stood down on the block – did not demand the ball. They didn't do things to get him the ball from the weak side. And you know what? The Knights, they're hard to play against. But John Sunvold was exactly right, and I was thinking the same thing. you got to speed Bellarmine up if you're athletic. You cannot let them run their offense for 30 seconds. They wore Kentucky out in the first half. But they do that against everybody, Tony. You, and, and you tell everybody, speed them up, and, and Scotty's team doesn't allow you to speed them up. UCLA did it. Yep, the other UCLA day. did have success with it. Bellarm, uh, Louisville, when they made their run in the second half, we were there. Yeah. They sped them up by pressing and tried to take away their athletic ability. What happens, you get so worried about Bellarmine running backdoor cuts and cuts that you want to stay with them. But sometimes you give those up for deflections and steals. And I think last night Cal decided we were going to play defense for 30 minutes, 30 seconds. But I think they got a lot out of that defensively, Kentucky, I think, in the long run. He said uh, after the game he was happy with his team. They learned a lot that it's like going to the dentist when you're playing Bellarmine and you just have to fight through those those 30-second possessions that they have. And, and you know, uh, the other thing is when you get the ball after a team's had 30 seconds off the clock time and time again – you're in a hurry to score. That's what it's happened in the first half. It's natural that you get in a hurry. Hey, we got you know what? They're going to hold it for 30 more seconds. We got to score. Let's get out here and score. And you, it's it's a tension kind of thing that builds up. I give Bellerman all the credit in the world here. Bellerman made eight three-pointers last night. Do you know how many two-pointers they made? Not a whole lot. Six. They made six two-point baskets in that game. And when you score 41, I guess that's what happens. I think they were 30% from the field and 28 from three. Correct me, or the, the other way around, I believe. Um, and uh, Antonio Reeves yeah. had 18 points, and C.J. Frederick hit a couple threes as well. So those guys uh, did what finally did what they were supposed to do. They struggled early, but they made. I think Reeves had four or five shots in a row there, and it would have been four threes if his foot wasn't on the line for one of them. Yeah, and Toppin got going in the second half. They started getting him the ball, and he was using his athletic ability to get shots over over the Bellerman players, and, and Bellerman's beat up too. Yeah, uh, I was surprised Suter, Justin Betts played last night. Suter played just very little. He's got a hurt hand. Freem's uh, the only guy that scored off the bench last night for Bellum. Yeah. So, but I tell you what, there's a lot of teams in the A-Sun going, uh-oh. uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, they saw it last year. <laughs> I they know, know, but they're, they're going – I think they're even going up, uh, uh-oh more this year than even last year. And I think Bellarmine might have had more talent last year, 
But this team, yeah. Bellarmine, they know what they're doing. And Betts is a super leader. And I like Suter. You, you mentioned he didn't play a lot last night. I like Suter, the freshman. Yeah. He's good. Uh, Oscar Shibway, eight points, 12 rebounds. Uh, didn't play particularly well. Kurt Hope had 15 for the Knights. He was 5 of 10 from long range. Uh, he's, what, 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, he's out there jacking up 10 threes. So that's part of the game plan. He can shoot them. Yeah, Same and, thing he did in high school. Bash Wheeland had 10. Justin Betts had 9 for Bellarmine. Uh, Kentucky now travels to London to take on Michigan at 1 o'clock Sunday. Saw Michigan in a tight one last night. I watched the last 10 minutes of that game I or so. Uh, Virginia beats Michigan in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Virginia's ranked fifth in the country now, but uh, Michigan unranked now. They have struggled under Jawan Howard. He's hearing some chirps as well. Yeah, and we talked about it before we came on the air, me and John did, about how wide open the NCAA. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, everybody, you, you said, what are the top teams? Gonzaga, North Carolina, Kentucky at the beginning. Yeah. They've all struggled at times, and North Carolina playing IU. Watched them the other night play Alabama, and Alabama's supposed to be good, and that was horrible basketball in that overtime. We both saw it, and it was horrible. Duke has struggled against, you know, winning those games, and it's wide open right now, and it's who's going to get you know better as the season goes on, just like any year. But it's going to be interesting when the NCAA tournament comes. If you around. remember the top four teams in the country at the beginning of the year, the first poll of the season, Carolina was number one. They are now eighteen, if I'm not mistaken. Three losses, correct? Uh, two. two, two, two losses, okay. five and two. Kentucky was in the top four. They are now nineteenth. Gonzaga was in the top four. They are now fourteenth. Uh, Purdue wasn't in the top 25. They're in the top five now. Uh, Houston's the only team that's hung on, and Tony, I talked about this earlier, they haven't played anybody. Uh, Kelvin Sampson might be a wizard, and they might be the best team in the country, but I don't know yet because they really haven't played anybody. Well, Baylor's hung up there as well before last night but when they lost by 20-plus to Baylor Marquette. got destroyed yeah. last yeah. night at Marquette, uh, one that I had, by the way. I like to tell you the ones I had. I also had Kentucky and Louisville, so. Yeah, these, let's, ta- these let's guys be, are gamblers. They fair. don't tell you the ones that they oh, no, no. have. <laughs> I disagree with that. I tell you all the ones I don't have because there's, there's a lot of them, and it's content. It fills time on this show. I could have a two-hour show if I told you all the ones I didn't have because there's a lot of them. Um, and Bellarmine, by the way, plays Alice Lloyd at 4 o'clock Sunday at Freedom Hall if you'd like to get out. The night schedule kind of – Softens a little bit now, Tony. You go to Clemson, you go to Duke, you go to Loyola, you go to uh, UCLA, you go to Kentucky. Guess what? It's going to get a little bit easier. You got a couple of uh, D two programs coming in. I think Murray State actually will come in. Murray State's actually been impressive early this season, and then you get into Atlantic Sun play. The uh, Knights are the Knights. Look, still not going to the tournament. They're still in year three of a four year. What do they call it? A probationary period, which Cal addressed after the game last night, and Scotty did as well. And it's a ridiculous rule, but it is what it is. And uh, they'll just do what they can, try to win the A Sun regular season, and then try to win the A Sun tournament again. After these next two games, Bellarmine plays Murray, Miami of Ohio, Evansville, and Liberty. Is Alice Lloyd really that good to take on a whole team by herself? No, you I hear think. those? Those are crickets. <laughs> yeah, those are like, crickets. Yeah, they're playing William and Mary the next game. <laughs> hey, look, you have good ones. That was not your best. <laughs> that was not your best. North Carolina and Indiana tonight. Uh, we mentioned it Sunday. Carolina just this past Sunday in Portland lost a quadruple overtime game. I think it was one hundred four to one hundred one to Alabama. 
Tony, how good is Indiana? Xavier is their best win. It was a true road game, a true road victory. Uh, TJD didn't play last game. Uh, that was an easy win over a winless Jackson State team. He'll be back tonight. Do we know how good Indiana is yet? Well, Z- Xavier has a nice ball team. I watched a lot of that game, and I think Indiana can really, really be good. I think tonight's the kind I like of t- their roster a lot. Their test tonight is is a good one, and that's that's one that they're going to get a good feel for where they've put themselves. Uh, no reason for them not to win at home because I am not impressed with North Carolina, but North Carolina has the same guys they had last year, so yeah. you kind of Except think- for Brady Manick. Remember Brady Manick with the, the hair? Oklahoma Sooner with the hair pulled back with the <laughs> headband. Uh, Indiana's best win, obviously, is Xavier. They beat Miami of Ohio. Closest game they played was Xavier, a two-point win. The next closest game was a 19-point win over Arkansas Little Rock. Uh, Indiana will open conference play Saturday at Rutgers, and then they'll have Nebraska in following that. They've got a date coming up with Arizona. They've got a road game at Kansas coming up uh, after that. So still some December tests here for the Hoosiers. We'll uh, we'll know by mid-December how good this team is. Can be, I think. Yeah, and that's the second game. The big guy, there's a good game before it. McNeese State in Tennessee. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. Sorry. Ohio State and Duke. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you weren't ready for that, were you? I was not. Yeah, ESPN tonight, settle in. Ohio State, Duke there early. Duke's a five-and-a-half-point favorite at Cameron. You told me you're not impressed by Duke yet. No, I watched them the other day. They're young. They have talent. But you know what? If you watch Kentucky in the past, sometimes young talent doesn't all—it's yeah. not as good as you think it is early in the season. And right now, I have really—I mean, I mean, Purdue hammered them. I mean, they flat hammered them. I know they beat Xavier, but uh, Zach Eady's gotten better. Oh, he's gotten a lot better. It, it, he's got good hands. Once when you're that tall, what is he? Seven three, seven four, seven four. Yeah. When you're that Big. tall. Most guys, they they get to what, how good they're going to be, and that's it. That's how good they're going to be. That, this dude's getting better. He's a better ball handler than he was last year. He moves better. Somebody's worked with him on footwork a lot. He's got great footwork. Uh, Purdue and Florida State. All right, we'll talk about the ACC Big Ten Challenge after the break. We'll go over all the winners, losers last night. ACC, by the way, has a 5-3 lead in the challenge with six games to play tonight. We'll talk about those. And I know I keep promising it. Maybe we'll talk some NFL. Who knows? Listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Apple. John Spears, Tony Burke in studio. Final segment on this Wednesday. <sighs> I'm glad it's a final segment. I am. You want to get rid of me? No, it has nothing to do with you, but that, that Alice Lloyd joke that Scooter threw out was hideous. Yeah. <laughs> it's ruined the whole show. I can't believe anybody would Even pat the him boss, on the back. I, I can't anybody believe anybody would pat him on the back, text him, <laughs> and tell him that was a good, good joke. It was ridiculously bad. <laughs> Eminem Cartage Hotline's open, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. Hit me up on the text line at 502-414-1450. You know, John, if it was... 414-1450. Let me do the promo here. If I thought you were done. You paused. Right. Uh, if it was that bad, we can just end the show right now. I mean, I have the power. 
it was that bad. I don't want to end the show, but I mean, I'd be lying if I told you it was good. Uh, it's, it's hard to believe Alice Lloyd even can field a team with one person. Huh? <laughs> All right, ACC Big Ten Challenge. By the way, last year, I mentioned this yesterday, this is the last year of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Next year, it's going to be the ACC-SEC Challenge. Tony, you like that? Do you dislike that? Or do you just hope hope there are good games? Doesn't matter who's playing. Well, either way you do it, you try to match the teams up that are the best. And then as you put, you just throw the other ones in and hope to have a game like you had with Penn State the other night. I'm going to guess the Big Ten matches up with the Big 12 now since the SEC is going to dump the Big 12 for the ACC. I'm going to guess – uh, the, IU will be playing Kansas or uh, Baylor or somebody like that every year. Well, here's the big thing. Do you remember who won it last year? No, the, nobody the cares. Yes, Big Ten won last year. Nobody cares. I have no idea who won last year. Big Ten won, did. yeah. The Big Ten, well, now he big would ten. know. Like I said, nobody cares. He would know. It wasn't because of Indiana, though, right? Uh, I'm trying to remember who he played, but no, I don't think we won our matchup. ACC leads this year's challenge five games to three last night. Aside from Maryland's win, 16th-ranked Illinois beat Syracuse 73-44, to Tony. Syracuse is 3-4, uh, and four. and I know your coach for life is Jim Beheim, but uh, he might he might just leave in the middle of the season. Wasn't it he's years ago down. Jim Beheim was gone? Um, and then I, I think he's been gone this year. No, I mean, he, he literally was gone. Going to be gone, and now he's going to be there forever again. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they, they, there's a coach in waiting. Um, don't you love? He coaches might be dead waiting. by now, though. Don't you love That's coach a big in waiting? Big mistake, coach in waiting. Um, I look. I I had Patino maybe getting that job when Bayham steps down, but Bayham may not ever step down. Um, the other Big Ten winner last night was Iowa. They're six and one. They beat Georgia Tech eighty-one sixty-five. ACC winners last night included Clemson, a double overtime win over Penn State, 101 to 94. Wake Forest beat Wisconsin, 78-75. That's like 100 points to most teams when Wisconsin puts 75 spot up. And, and Wisconsin had played pretty well. They blew Wake the game and down in uh, Bahamas, and uh, they, they uh, should have beat. Was it Duke? It was Duke. Yeah, lost by. Uh, 40, had him beat. Had him beat. 48 to 47 or something crazy. Yeah, like that. And then in the a really good game last night, uh, third-ranked Virginia on the road wins in Ann Arbor, beats Michigan 70 to 68. So the ACC has a 5-3 lead with six games remaining. The early games tonight, all at 7-15. Ohio State and Duke on ESPN. Duke is a six-point favorite at home. Tony, you like the Buckeyes there, right? I know I do. I actually do, John. Uh, Just I like the points. The I, don't, point. I don't necessarily think they're going to win the game. I think it'll be a close game. I watched a little of Ohio State, and you know, you never know what you're going to get. All right, Purdue at Florida State. I'm going to tell you this. Scooter's going to jump in on this one. I'm sure. This is the same exact spread as Louisville, Maryland last night. Thirteen. Florida State's one and seven. Fifteen. Oh man. Florida State's one and seven. They beat Mercer. And you pointed out in the break, they lost to Siena by 17. In their last game out. And Purdue, I know it's in Tallahassee, but Purdue has been taking names and kicking rear ends so far this season. They beat Gonzaga and, um, gosh, who was their other game they just had? Purdue. 
They beat Duke by yeah, 18. Yeah, per- Purdue and Duke. They beat both of those teams by more than 13. And, and if you use the philosophy, a big you use it on, on Louisville. <laughs> well, no, Louisville has not covered this year. Correct. I'll bet you Florida State has maybe Even covered the win a over game Mercer, or so. they didn't cover. Right. So how many fans are going to show up at Florida State tonight? Is it a spring football game? No, then no. They don't show up anyway. They don't show up when they're good. And they're one in seven. They're not going to be anybody there. Take Purdue is going to bury them. Two one-loss teams get together in uh, in South Beach tonight. Rutgers and Miami. Ooh, both unranked. Miami is a three-point favorite at home. The late games, of course, include Carolina and Indiana. We've talked about that. The Hoosiers. I got them at four and a half now. I got it at four. Uh, Boston College at Nebraska. Who scheduled that one? Somebody had That's to play a war. that game. Somebody had to play that game. ESPNU for Boston College in Nebraska tonight. Nebraska at home, five-and-a-half-point favorite. And 20th-ranked Michigan State heads to South Bend to take on the Fighting Irish, who are 5-1. and one. Michigan State, a one-and-a-half is what I got. I got two-and-a-half. Tonight uh, in South Bend. Who you got there? You know what? I don't I'm know a, anything about Notre Dame. I, I, who, uh, I can big. tell you one player on their team, but it's still Notre Dame and South Bend with Mike Bray. Right, and that's what I was going to say. I like Michigan State. I've watched them a bunch of times. But if the spread's that low, Big Out of the Fish told us again. Something's you go fishy. with the Fighting Irish. Something's fishy. So those are your uh, Big Ten ACC Challenge games. Look, I think if you're an Indiana fan, you're kind of upset that this, uh, this little tournament or round robin is going to end. But if you're a Kentucky and Louisville fan – Kentucky's going to play Louisville anyway. In the years that Kentucky doesn't play Duke in the uh, Champions Classic, Classic, they're probably going to play in 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 uh, Cameron or in Rupp. In the years that they don't play North Carolina in the CBS Sports Classic, they're probably going to either play in Chapel Hill or so, Rupp. So basically it's going to be Duke or North Carolina. Kentucky sure. will play. If Absolutely. Not I mean, who else are you going yeah. to put Carolina no and Duke up against? Right. You're going to put them up against Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Auburn, maybe Auburn. I guess Auburn could get a shot at one of those. Who's good in the SEC this year? Tennessee, Kentucky, if Kentucky's good. Alabama. I'm stretching it there. Alabama's good, even though that was bad basketball the other day. We talked about it. Is Auburn good? They're ranked. They have some of the guys back, but they don't have Jabari Smith. and Tennessee beat Kansas. Tennessee also lost to Colorado. Got hammered by Colorado. This this season is just it's it's just take the points, folks. Take Good the call. points. Good call. All right, college football weekend coming up. You've got six. We well, got more than six, but you've got the big six uh, championship games. It starts Friday night. Utah and Southern Cal. They're playing in Vegas, baby. Need to put in for a press credential for that game. Utah and Southern Cal. Southern Cal's only loss was. By one point on a two-point conversion at Utah. So revenge factor here. Plus, the Trojans are fourth in the college football playoff rankings. If they want to get into the playoff, they're going to have to beat Utah this time. So everything And you were right says, yesterday, by the way. Ohio State's ranked ahead of Alabama yesterday. Yes. Blew my mind. I didn't think it was going to happen. I understand it now, looking at the records and stuff. I get it. Ohio State can still get in here. I think they definitely could because even though they lost at home and got beat pretty got good killed. by Michigan, Crushed. Michigan's undefeated. So their only losses to Michigan. But everybody was watching that game. 
and all 13 members of that committee were watching that game. And that who did Alabama lose to? Tennessee with Hendon Hooker what was and Alabama? LSU. And look at LSU. Did they? Yeah, the LSU threw a clunker in there. Kill. It's going to kill Alabama. And Alabama, by the way, if you remember, they barely beat Texas and they barely beat Texas A&M. They could have lost both of those games. Who you like Friday night? The uh, Utes Trojans. Well, I'm going to tell you, this is the lock of the three, week. I got three, by the way. This USC. is the lock of the week. Oh! He was on USC last week. Is he jumping back you, on that Caleb Williams bandwagon? You know, Big Al the Fish would say, I've got spread at two and a half. Okay, USC. I'll give you your spread. Utah beat him, right? Yes, by one. So everything tells me to take Utah. I'm taking USC. USC. I'm riding. I'm, I'm riding them because I tell you what, their offense. It's a, it's incredible. They've got the receivers back, and they are good. Yeah, their defense is not good, and Notre Dame did not exploit it the other day. They had a couple of turnovers in uh, in USC territory, which kind of killed their momentum. Uh, USC is going to give up points, Tony, but I, I I tend to agree with you here. They're the way their offense is clicking right now, they're going to score. They might score sixty. What do you think the over and under is? Did you look? I uh, haven't looked. I will say sixty-eight. Ooh, mine has sixty-seven and a half. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, all right, Saturday we're running out of time here. Let's go uh, Big Twelve, Kansas State at TCU. I think TCU's in win or lose unless they get beat by fifty or forty. They're a two and a half point favorite. Close game first time, come from behind win for TCU the first time these two teams met. Kansas State's good. Kansas State is good, and I keep thinking somebody's going to beat TCU, <laughs> so I'm going to take it all year. I'm going to take Kansas State in that game. LSU, I, I'm going to wait because some of these games yeah. are going to be maybe you know, three of them would be part of the six pack. So I'm going to wait. Unsponsored six pack still? Unsponsored. SEC I, I four o'clock in Atlanta, LSU in Georgia, dogs seventeen and a half. I'll take the points. Brian Kelly still can coach. That's a lot of points. Forget what happened last week. He can still coach. Uh, AAC, I'll throw this out for fun. UCF and Tulane in New Orleans. Tulane basically a home game here. I love the Green Wave. I just like saying Green Wave. <laughs> and I, they've been so bad in football. I like football. saying Horned Frogs. But go I, ahead. Oh, I do too. But uh, Three and a half favorite. I'm, I'll go with Tulane. Uh, all right, ACC and the game that means nothing all of a sudden. Clemson and North Carolina, 10-2 uh, Tigers, 9-3 and three, Tar Heels, both coming off losses, Clemson 7.5. Amen, Charlotte. I'll take the points because North Carolina's going to score. And finally, the Big Ten, Purdue unranked, and Michigan 12-0, and 16.5. Indianapolis is the site. Michigan fans are going to show up in droves. Purdue will – their fan base will be there, too. This is their first Big Ten title game for the Boilermakers. Jeff Brom getting it done. Do they have a puncher's chance against Michigan, who's going to be in the playoff regardless of what happens in this game? Purdue's got to score. They've got to score because Michigan's going to score on them. I think the point spread's about right. I'm going to take Purdue just because I want Purdue to win. Can they, Kent, any chance I, Michigan just no, lays an egg here? No. Michigan's good, John. And I asked the same good. thing about Georgia, Tony, because they're both in. Right. They're both in the playoff. I, I can't see Michigan throwing throwing one in there. I don't know, man. But I hope the Boilermakers do it. I, I, really I do, do too. I do too. It'd be a great story. So, uh, Tony's Lock of the Week, Southern Cal. Remember, that's a Friday night game. Don't waste your time. Get over and, and put your green on it. Or put it on Utah if you think Tony's in it. I'm back. You hear that, Scooter? He said he's back. I'll bet it.
We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cardi on the Big X. On the X.